Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you again. It's good to be here at the beginning of a, uh, another year. And uh, like, like everybody else is saying, you know, let's hope this year's a bit better than last year. I want to this morning talk about walking in faith. Uh, first of all, I want to read from the scriptures, a very well-known scripture. Uh, it's Ecclesiastes 3. And just the first eight verses, the ones we probably know quite well. Where Ecclesiastes says, This is a time, there is a time for everything, and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain. That's very much evident in COVID. Uh, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. To everything there is a season. That's what the Bible is saying. There is a time for every purpose under heaven. I don't know about you. When I was a, a young lad growing up, uh, I was often asked... Um, what are you going to be, Len, when you grow up? Uh, maybe you've been asked <laughs> when you were young. What are you going to be when you grow up? And uh, you would say, oh, well, I think I might go to university. I might be a doctor. I might be a lawyer. I might be an engineer. I might be a train driver. It was in my day when the old steam trains <laughs> were running and they seemed to be a more exciting job to do. But it's interesting that uh, as we go, as we grow up and as we go through life, we go into our teens and into our 20s, we make decisions and choices that uh, affect not just our lives, but the lives of others. Uh, we make decisions and choices that um, can take us to the other side of the earth. We make decisions and choices that can cause all sorts of reactions to, in the lives of other people as well. I remember over Christmas watching one of my favorite films. Um, you probably, I uh, it's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> uh, it's uh, basically, it's a, it's, a, it's a story about a chap who decides he's going to commit suicide and then an angel gives him the opportunity to see what his life would have been like if he had not been born. And, how, and as he walked through the town that, that he was born and raised in, the amount of changes that had taken place because he had not been around. His brother, whom he had saved from drowning, uh, was drowned. And so many other things in his life. And he realized, and he comes to the realization, that really his life really was worth living. 
and that he had affected the lives of so many people in his life. And if you remember the story, of course, at the end, it says the angel gets his wings. Now, I'm not so sure about the theology of that, but, but never mind. It's a good story. It's a, it's a happy story with a happy ending and makes you realize that our lives, sometimes without our even realizing it, impact and touch the lives of others. So it's good that when we, um, when we think about what we're going to do and, and what we're going to say and what we're not going to say, that we uh, think about what it's all about. How is it going to affect the lives of others? When I became a Christian uh, overseas, um, in Singapore, I, I, when I came back from overseas, because I was in the RAF, I was given the choice of where to go I wanted to be posted. Um, I had some positive choices where I would like to go, and I was given one negative choice where I definitely didn't want to go. And the one place I didn't, definitely didn't want to go was to RAF Swanton Morley, which is just down the road from here, the other side of Deerham. And where did I get posted? Typical RAF, I got posted to Swanton Morley, uh, where I didn't want to go. But you know, uh, I was annoyed, and mm, Lord, why do you post me to Swanton Morley? Well, I'm quite sort of cheesed off with it. But you know, it was while I was stationed at Swanton Morley, I met a young lady in Lincoln by the name of Jenny Urban, who became my wife and the mother of my children. So, you know, God has a plan and a purpose. And sometimes when we think very negatively about situation in our lives, God has a way of working all things together for good to those that love God called according to his purpose. And it is good that we, when uh, we pray about things and, and ask God about things, that we're prepared to receive the answer he wants to give rather than the answer or we would desire. And I know that, um, uh, that I was really very, 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 very glad that God had his way, and I didn't have mine. I remember when we first had our first child. Our first child was Esther, and she only lived several days. And I found it hard to come to terms with that initially. And Jenny and I were obviously devastated and and I remember uh, coming back from uh, her funeral, uh, how I just said, Lord, what on earth is this all about? But you know what? Over the years, as I've been a pastor in a church and as I've pastored people, I've realized just how many other people have losses like that. How many other I remember one couple that we knew very well, good friends of ours, who had a cot death. And when uh, when I was able to go and speak with with them, and 
I was able to speak with them from a position of having experienced something of that pain myself. And I realized that God uses even the things that hurt us and even things that uh, are awful in our lives to really to help others, to bless others, to strengthen others. And I, I often remember that, uh, those days, those times when talking with people, that God allows us to experience things sometimes that really do help others. Our lives touch the lives of others very, so very, very much. We don't realize how much sometimes. One of the things I learned over the years as I learned to walk with God was to learn how to do things in faith. Very often, uh, we don't see the answers to situations. Very often, we don't see, know what is going on. But when we learn how to trust God and have faith in the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. God is the author and finisher of our faith. And he strengthens our faith. He uh, teaches us how to walk in faith so that we might learn how to trust him and to see things happen that could only happen through expressing that in faith. Uh, in the beginning of the scriptures, there is a, uh, in Genesis, there is a story. There is the story of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. Uh, they are basically the beginning of the, uh, the nation of Israel. And uh, God said to Abraham, uh, and, and I just... It's in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord had said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Can you imagine what would have happened if Abraham, having heard that word from God, had not obeyed the word of God? If he had not chose to move out from where he was in Haran, to go off into the land of Canaan, if he had not chosen to say, well, no, sorry, God, you're on your own in this one. Can you imagine what would have happened if he had, did not have the faith to trust God to lead him to where he was to go to do? There's a, there's a, a very well, that very well-known chapter in Hebrews 12. Sorry, Hebrews 11. Uh, and we can, Hebrews 11 beginning at first verse it says by faith Abraham when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance obeyed and went 
even though he did not know where he was going. That's, 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 some, that's faith. You set out from somewhere because God says go, but you don't know where you're going. You don't know what, what, where you're going to end up. You're not going to end, know how you're going to end up. But he goes because it's by faith that Abraham was doing. He obeyed and went, although he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Very often God will speak to us as we're reading the word, as we're praying, as we're meditating, maybe in his presence. And he'll ask us to go somewhere. It could be uh, maybe God is saying something to you about where you should be going next. Maybe this is the place for you that God has brought you to for such a time as this. But maybe, just maybe, God is speaking to you <coughs> about going somewhere for him. I don't know. Is God calling you to go to Africa? Is God calling you to go to China? Is God calling you to go down the road <laughs> to a different place because he has a plan and a purpose for you? He has something that he wants you to do for him because in some special way you are unique in the purposes of God. There's nobody else can do what you can do. There's nobody else can do what I can do in the purposes of God, because God chooses and calls whom he wants to do specific things. So maybe God is saying to you, look, I want you to go. And maybe it, just maybe, it will take some faith for you to say, yes, Lord, because you're saying, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Now it's interesting that Abraham experienced uh, a number of things in his life. He experienced the fact that he didn't have any children. Uh, Sarah, his wife, was barren, the Bible says. And it, it was that, that, that Sarah uh, and Abraham were getting well old and well past the time for childbearing. But God says, I am going to give you a child. And then uh, chapter 11 of, of, um, of Hebrews, it says, By faith, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. See, God said this is going to happen. And by faith, 
Abraham had faith in his God. All right, he tried to maybe do things his own way a little bit. Uh, and, and we all do that. God tells us to do certain things and somehow we try to work it out our own way. We try to work it out our own, how it's going to work out, how it's going to happen, how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that. And really, it's, at the end of the day, it's only God's way that's going to be fruitful. It's only God's way that's really going to work out. And so we've got to have faith that when God begins to speak to us about something that seems absolutely and utterly impossible, that we have faith in him. We trust him. Because when we have faith in him and trust him, we do things his way. And when we end up seeing uh, God do miracles because he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. And it was also for, for Abraham, there was a time when God asked him to do something that seemed utterly incredible. God said to, says to Abraham, I want you to take your son, your only son, Isaac, and I want you to take him and take him up the mountain and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Now, I don't know about you. If God had said that to me, I'm not sure personally if I could have done something like that. But Abraham, by faith, believed God. So you see, he had faith that God... If, if he killed Isaac, sacrificed him on that mountainside, if he had sacrificed him, he was quite confident that God could raise him from the dead. Because Abraham had faith in who God was and what God was able to do. Now, it could be again that God is just asking you to do something that just seems beyond as Scott Saber say, beyond your ken, beyond your understanding. Sometimes you, you think, well, Lord, why do you want me to do this? Why do you want me to, uh, you know, whatever it might be? It's, it's, it's impossible. I, I just can't. But, you know, when we reach out to God and we allow him to increase our faith in that, we see that our God is able beyond all measure to do these things for us. He is a miraculous God. He's a miracle-working God. He is a God who is able to raise the dead. He's a God who's able to do things that are just beyond our comprehension. But it's done as Abraham did it, it's by faith, by faith. By faith. For faith to obey God for the very difficult thing, Abraham had to be prepared to give up the thing he loved most. He was prepared to give up that which he loved to serve his God. I, uh, if God asks us to do things that we, to give up things that we love, and we say, I don't think I want to do that, God. 
But God says that you can do it by faith. By faith. You can do anything by my spirit. Again, in Hebrews 11, all these people were still living by faith. When they died, they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his, his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. See, by faith, Joseph was able to look beyond where they were in Egypt at that time and could see the exodus where God would lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and back again once more into that promised land that he had for them. Now, again, I, I, I often think about myself. I think, Lord, why did... Why do you want me to do this? And, you know, we question God. Yeah, I, you know, nothing wrong with asking questions as long as it's not uh, faithlessness or doubt. But we ask, well, why is this happening? Why is that? And sometimes God wants to reveal to us what it is he's about. What's going to happen in 2021? We don't know. Are we all going to get inoculated? Are we all going to get vaccinated against this COVID-19? One hopes that that will be the case. And we hope one hopes that that will be the end of it. But what is what are the purposes of God for 2021? What does God have for you and for me and for us as a church? What does God have planned for us? So by faith, we reach out to him and say, Lord, where are you leading? By faith, we reach out to him and say, Lord, what do you want us to do? By faith, we reach out knowing that he has a plan and a purpose for our individual lives. And he has a plan and a purpose for the life of this church that we are a part of. God has got some amazing things planned for this. I believe prophetically that God has got some amazing things planned for our nation in the year, in the next two years that lie ahead. We're going to see things happen by the Spirit of God that we have not seen in our own experience. I believe that God has got plans to bring this nation back to himself in a very special way. In Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
So since, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. There is a race marked out for us in 2021, 2022. There is a race marked out for us and God wants us to run us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We do everything by faith. We come to Christ by faith. You know, people say, well, look, uh, why should I give my life to Jesus? Why should I give my life to, to, uh, to someone who has been dead a couple of thousand years? I want to say to you that that it is by faith we believe. It is by faith we come to Christ. We believe that he is the Son of God. We believe that he went to the cross and died for us and that we might have our sin forgiven, that we might become children of God, that we might become the sons and daughters of God. That's what faith is about in coming to Jesus believing that he died for us and that he rose again from the dead and that because of that, we can have life and life in all its fullness. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It is so easy, you know, over this last year, to grow weary and lose heart. It is so, has been so easy to be uh, full of uh, well, what is going on. And, 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 and it's been interesting that uh, so many, many, many people have had mental problems over this time. But you know, we have a God who is able to lead us and to bring us through these situations. Consider him who conjured such opposition from sinful men that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Keeping our eyes fixed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. In all of this situation, we keep our eyes fixed on him. In every situation in our lives, we keep our eyes fixed on him. In every circumstance and everything that goes wrong and everything and everything that goes right, we keep our eyes fixed on him because he is the author, the perfecter of our faith. And our faith over the next 12 months, next couple of next few years, as we see God begin to move and God begin to save people and God begin to heal people and God begin to bring people into his kingdom, uh, I believe, by the thousands. As we begin to see that and realize that we need to know what our part is to play in that. What is my part? Lord, that's my cry to the Lord. What do you want me to do in these days? Because you have a task, you have a plan, you have a destiny for me. And I've always had a destiny for me down through the years. That the, the 52 years that I've been a Christian, Lord, you have led me step by step. You've led me uh, to, uh, 
from place to place. You have opened up doors for me. You have kept doors firmly closed that I wanted to go through. And Lord, I realize that when I look back now, over the years, I realize that those doors were closed for a reason. But that you had opened other doors for me. And because of that, I want to keep my eyes firmly fixed on you because it's in you I find faith for every circumstance. It's in you I find faith for every situation. It's in you I find faith to walk where you want me to walk, to go where you want me to go. I find faith to do what you want me to do, even though it seems impossible. And I will do and be whatever you want me to be to see your plans and your purposes worked out in my life and then through my life into the lives of others. I thank you, Lord. That's I, 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 I say this so often to, to him in my prayer. I thank you, Lord, for the people I've had the joy of bringing to you. I thank you, Lord, for the people I've had to, the joy of praying for and seeing healed. I thank you, Lord, for the people that I have, whose lives I have touched and strengthened and helped, not because of what's in me or what's, uh, what I am, but simply because by faith I have trusted you and walked with you and sought to do whatever you wanted me to do. And I thank you for that. So Lord, I pray. I pray that truly you will keep my eyes firmly fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ the author, the finisher, the perfecter of my faith, that the life I live, I will live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. May the Lord bless you. Real good this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.